0: Only then, that which is nameless, comes into being.
1: This is Urgency of Change, the Krishnamurti Podcast. Goodness is something totally divorced from evil. But we have mixed the two together, and we say we must fight, resist, put away evil, in order to be good. Hello and welcome to episode 223 of Urgency of Change. Each episode of the Krishnamurti podcast features carefully selected extracts from the archives. The aim is to represent different aspects of Krishnamurti's radical approach to many of the issues and questions we all face in our lives. This week's theme is Good and Evil. Upcoming themes are Escapes, reality, and will. This is a podcast from Krishnamurti Foundation Trust. Please visit our website at kfoundation.org where you can find a broad collection of articles and quotes, an introduction and biography, along with a comprehensive index of topics for easy access to texts and recordings. Our online store stocks all available Krishnamurti books and ships worldwide. You can also find our regular quotes and videos on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at Krishnamurti Foundation Trust. If you enjoy the podcast, please leave a review or rating on your podcast app. This helps our visibility. This week's episode on Good and Evil has four sections. This first extract is from the first question and answer meeting at Brockwood Park in 1984, titled Is goodness related to evil? What is good?
0: And what is so-called not good? If we use the word evil that has got such connotations behind that word, let's forget the word evil for the moment. The good and the bad. The baddies and the goodies, <laughs> according to the cinema. <laughs> what is good? Now, please try, look at it for a minute. I'm, the speaker is asking the question what is good? How do you listen to the word? How do you receive that word? doesn't matter who says it. How do you listen to it, receive it? What's your taste of that word? What's your feeling, instinctive feeling, to that word? Instinct. I don't mean... (coughs) Generally, your immediate feeling for that word, and when you say the bad, what is your response to it? A repulsion? A thing that you see some evil, some bad thing being done? So to discover for oneself the reaction to these two words. Not what philosophers say, not what other people, the the bishops, the priests, the popes... The popes I don't mean merely the Roman pope, but the popes of all over the world, of different religious organisations, with their heads, with their tails, and all the rest of it. When one listens to these two words, which have had tremendous effect on mankind, historically, right from the beginning, the Christians have said, this is good. If you go against it, we'll burn you. They have. Heretics tortured them, burnt them, what they have done. And that's considered good. And go to India to be burnt for some of your belief is considered a horror. You understand? So what is good apart from all this, what is good and what is bad? Now I'll go on, may I? Is the good related to the bad? And is the good in conflict with the bad? Novels are written about it. The good always conquering at the end, even in the thrillers. And the bad is always being destroyed. And the bad always coming up. The battle has been going on. You see it in Lescaux and other caves in south of France and other parts of the world, this battle. Right? Good and the bad. The evil, I I don't like that word evil. It stinks. (laughs) Forgive me if I use that word. <laughs> <laughs> so what is good and what is bad? Are they related to each other? Is goodness born out of that which is bad? Because I know that which is bad – tradition, conditioning that which has people have said written and that evil that bad that which is bad is fighting that which is good and the good is fighting the that which is bad right so i'm asking is the that which is good born out of that which is bad. do You understand my question? It is a simple question. If goodness is born out of that which is bad, it is not good. Right? Then they are related to each other. Therefore it is not good. Are you following? So, there are two entirely different things. The one cannot become the other. If it can become the other, it is already recognised by the other. You understand all this? Therefore it is not good. Goodness is something totally divorced from the, that which is bad. Right? But we have mixed the two together and and we say we must fight each thing must be fought. You must resist, fight, put away evil, bad, in order to be good. You understand? So the goodness is always in terms of the bad. And we are saying something entirely different. Goodness has no relationship whatsoever with that which is bad. For the goodness to exist, the bad must cease. That's all. Not a battle between the two. this is simply logic sanity now to come very near home in us there is these two opposing elements this duality duality of wanting Asp- I won't... I don't like... sorry, aspiration is a wrong word. Aspiration is something romantic and idealistic and rather stupid. Forgive me if I use that word. We are all aspiring for something. You are aspiring to become a manager of a good... what is it, corporation. And you're also aspiring for God, same thing. Whether you understand this, God is another form of good cooperation. (laughs) I'm not being blasphemous, but these are all so obvious. So goodness cannot exist where that which is bad. From the bad you cannot possibly go to the good. It is not a movement from this to that. It is not a process of time from that which is bad to achieve that is good. Right? Now, the question arises from that, what is bad? You understand? I will know what is good only when the, that which is bad is not. So I, let's put away the good. Don't let's say, tell me what it is secretly, or tell me openly, then I'll follow that. But to understand what that which is bad, Is it bad to be a nationalistic? Come on, sirs, answer. It. Yes. To say I'm a Frenchman. I, I'm British. Or a, I'm a Hindu or a Sikh or a Muslim you know. Is that bad? To yourself, but to all of, of course, to other people, we are including all of us. I am not saying to me it's bad and to you it's not bad. That's rather we are asking what is bad, not according to me or according to somebody else. As long as there is division, right? Racial division, class division, religious division. Right? Political, economic, and so on, divisions. Those divisions create conflict, war ultimately, killing each other. You understand? Isn't that bad? Yes. No? Oh God, I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, religions have supported it. You support it. You understand? You know all the rest of it. Can we be free of all that first? Not belong to any country, to any group. to any guru, to any religious organisation, because they are all divisive. That brings about another question. Authority. Political authority, religious authority, the totalitarian authority. Is authority evil? Not authority in the hands of the wise is good. (laughs) You understand? We have said that authority of the wise is the salvation of the foolish. (laughs) So. Authority of the policeman, the authority of law. You have to pay tax. Not for myself, but all right. <laughs> you have to pay tax. If you don't pay it, you go to, you are punished for somewhere or other. So there is authority. Outwardly, right? Authority of keeping to the left side of the road, the authority of keeping the right side in France and Europe. And there must be authority in a school, in a college, otherwise You, go, you follow? But we are talking about authority, the feeling of authority, the power of authority. to slaughter people so authority spiritual authority in the deepest sense of that word is bad is is evil so then the question is the bad the bag we said is any kind of division don't misunderstand the religious division right the division that says we are closed you can't come in here psychologically but the door is open if you want to come in that's not You understand? That is not closed. So go into all this. It all comes down to any form of psychological, individualistic division. The Arab, the Jew, the Muslim, and so on. Any psychological, organizational division in that sense of that word. That's bad. Right? And can one be free of all that? And not just say, yes, be, I see your point, but it's all right, but we'll go on with our war. It's nice. We are violent people. That's part of our expression of violence, the ultimate expression of violence, to kill a million people at one blow. Or do we end all that in ourselves? In ourselves first, not organizationally. You know that story which I which is speaker thought out. There are two men walking along. You know if some of you heard this? If you have forgiven, don't get bored with it. <laughs> two men were walking along on a street, talking about various things of life. And one of them sees something on the pavement, picks it up. The moment he looks at it, his whole face changes. He some, something tremendously had taken place in him. And he puts it in his pocket very carefully, in his inner pocket. And the friend says to him, what is it you have picked up? What is, why have you become so extraordinary? Your face has changed. He said, I picked up truth. And the fellow and his friend says, but is that really so? I can see by what, how you look. So what shall we do about it? And the friend says, let's go and organize it. <laughs> this is an old story. Not st which speaker bit, about forty years, fifty years ago. So can we each one of us not join an organisation that will help us to be free from war. That's another form of... you follow? We don't begin with ourselves first. Can we, each of us, end this division in ourselves? Then you can use organisations. You understand? But if you use organizations to change the inner, you never succeed. So, can we, each of us, put anything that divides us from another? Of course, you must have your own house, your own garden, your own. You follow me? Not psychologically, inwardly, subjectively. Then you don't have to search for the good. Then the good flourishes, then goodness flowers, and the beauty of that is endless. It's never can be destroyed by anything.
1: In the animal kingdom, the tiger eats the goat. Does the goat look upon the tiger as a buddy?
0: Of course not. The tiger kills the beautiful deer, and the tiger too is very beautiful. Have you been very close to a tiger, in of No, of course not. <laughs> you have seen them in a zoo. Be very close, about ten feet away from them. I don't bother. I am not inviting you to go and meet them. The tiger eats the deer. The, li- the big things eat the little things. And the bigger th- things eat the bigger. Follow? Up and up. Is that evil? Tiger killing the deer? Of course not. That's, you follow that nature. Why do we say tiger is cruel? The cat playing with a mouse. You understand? Haven't you known that? That's rather ugly. It's, you know, that's... our whole civilization is so monstrous, right? So we must begin with ourselves, not tiger elephants and rats and snakes. I'm afraid we all do this. We want to escape from ourselves. <laughs> and ourselves is the most important thing. And to penetrate this sheath, this outward appearances, outward show, outward thing, deeply to go inward. That journey is endless. It has got such extraordinary beauty.
1: The second extract is from the second question and answer meeting at Brockwood Park in 1984, titled Do Good and Evil Exist Outside of Ourselves?
0: You spoke on Tuesday about goodness, but I am still not not quite clear about whether the quality of goodness or evil is an outside agency or force existing in the world, or only a projection of our own thinking. The questioner, as we understand it, wants to know, is goodness and evil something outside? Nothing to do ourselves, but putting ourselves aside, does this goodness exist in the air, as it were, and the evil outside? Is it totally independent of our human beings you understand this is what the questioner is asking if I understand if we understand it rightly there have been wars sorry to talk about wars there have been wars for Thousands upon thousands of years. There have been killing of human beings by the million. And that killing has created immense sorrow. Is that sorrow outside? Separated from us, we have our own sorrow, our own pain, our own anxiety, our own sense of goodness and badness—or if you like to use the word evil. Apart from that, does evil and goodness exist? Exist? Do you understand? What do you think? As a questioner asks, is it our projection, our prejudice, our sense of the good and the bad, or is there evil something separate altogether from human endeavour? human existence. This is a very serious question, this is, not just a flippant question. People have talked about goodness for years. Aristotle, I believe, talked about it, Plato. And before Aristotle, Plato, there were the ancient Hindus, and before them, there was somebody else talking about, inquiring. The same thing as we're doing now the evil that man has created, the goodness that man has pursued, the ideals and the conformity, and something that exists outside of us. There are people in the world, like the terrorists, like the imperialists, the great conquerors of the world, from Genghis Khan, Napoleon, he I mean all the rest of it. They wanted power. Power by hoping to unify Europe. The Church, the Catholic Church has hoped to unify all Europe by dogma, rituals, belief. Torture and all the rest, of it. wars. And those exist still, that feeling, right? Or, or do you object to that? And there have been a great many people who pursued goodness, not. Not people who didn't know them, they were not famous people, they were all people who said I lived a good life. Not the good life of the in the modern world with good meals and good drinks and all the rest of it. But the good life of austerity, not just putting on a loincloth or one robe. Austerity is something entirely different. and they have pursued that. And the building of that goodness, though those people have died and gone, must exist. Haven't you found, when you enter a house, a strange house, the atmosphere of it? No? One can feel there have been quarrels in the house, There have been violence. There have been perpetual conflict in that house. One can feel it. So it's outside. Right? Do you object to that? So there is goodness and that which is called evil or bad exists in the world apart from our own contribution to it. And we can become highly sensitive to all that and put an end to our own conflicts, Divi- divisions, holding on to opinions and saying, My opinion is a fact, and you know, the regular process of holding on to something and battling for it. All this requires a, a very careful observation, perception of oneself. perception, one's own activities, behaviour. Either one contributes to goodness or to the so-called, that which is bad.
1: The third extract is from Krishnamurti's first talk in Ohio 1979, titled, Can You Be Totally and Absolutely Good?
0: We'll go into that word good, if we may, because most people, the intellectuals, the highly cultivated minds, think good is rather Impossible word. They don't like that word because it's a rather shy-making word. You following all it. But I think we should stick to that word, in spite of them. So we must go into that, to the meaning of that word. To be good. Because you cannot have a good society, which has, the, which has been the dream of ancient Indians, Hindus, ancient Greeks and Egyptians and so on, to bring about a a good society. And a good society can only exist when there is good man. Because being good, he creates goodness, brings about goodness in his relationship, in his actions, in his way of life. So we must be very clear in the understanding of that word, good. Don't despise that word. Good also means that which is beautiful, Good also means that which is holy, which is related to God, to the highest principles and so on. So that word good needs to be very deeply understood. When there is this goodness in one, then whatever you do will be good – your relationships, your actions, your way of thinking, and so on. So please, as we are thinking together, let us examine that word. Because one may immediately capture the whole significance of that word the extraordinary quality of that word instantly but generally people don't they want an explanation of what it is to be good the speaker is not ashamed to use that word you may spit on it generally the intellectuals do they say such a thing it doesn't exist anymore they're going to find out what it means goodness is not The opposite of that which is bad. Please carefully think, let's think over this thing together. Because this is going to, if you really go into this very deeply, it's going to affect your consciousness, it's going to affect your way of thinking, it's going to affect the way of your life. so please give little attention to it, to the understanding of that word first the word is not the thing right i may describe the mountains most beautifully paint it make a poem but The word, the description, the poem, is not the actual. But we are generally carried away emotionally, irrationally, by the description, by the word. So please, we are pointing out the word is not the actual. So we are saying goodness is not related to the, that which is bad. The good is not o- the outcome of the bad. Goodness is totally unrelated to that which is ugly, which is not beautiful. So goodness is by itself unrelated to that which we may consider evil, ugly, bad. That's the first thing to comprehend in thinking over together. If you say the good is the outcome of the bad, the evil, the ugly, then the good has in it the bad, the ugly, the brute. You understand? You understand this? No? The good must be and is totally unrelated to that which is not. And the good cannot possibly Exist when there is any acceptance of any authority. Right? I'm going to go into, please. We are thinking together over a very, very serious problem. Authority is very complex. There is the authority of law, which man has put together through, through many, many centuries. There is the law of nature, there is the law of our own experience, according to which we obey, according to our own the law of our own petty reactions which dominate our lives. Then there is the law of institutions, the law of organised beliefs, which are called religions, dogmas. We are saying, goodness is totally unrelated to every form of authority. Please look at it, examine it, understand it. Don't reject it. So say it's too complex, we don't understand. It's very simple. If you examine it, if you apply your mind to it. Goodness is not the pursuit of conformity. If you conform to a belief, to a concept, to an idea, to a principle, that is not good, because it creates conflict. The essence of goodness is a mind that is not in conflict. Examine look at it. Goodness cannot flower through another, through a religious figure, through dogma, through, the, through belief. It, is, uh, it can only flower in the soil of total attention in which there is no authority. You are following all this? Is this all too complex? And goodness implies great responsibility. It can't be good and allow wars to take place. So, a man that is really good is totally responsible for all his life. So, we'll go into that. So, we're asking can a man who has lived in a society where pressures of institutions, pressures of belief, pressures of authoritarian, religious people. Can such a man be good? You are following all this? Please, give your minds to this. Because it's only if you are good, if you, as a human being, totally and absolutely good, absolutely, not partially, then we will create a different society, a good society. Our question then is, is it possible, living in this world, married, children, jobs, is it possible to be good? Good in the sense we are using it carefully. in which is implied great responsibility, care, attention, diligence, love, that is, all of that, that word good contains all that. Is that possible for you who care to Come here, listen. Is that possible for you? If it is not possible, then you accept the society as it is. Please, this is very serious, as we pointed out. This is not for little children. This is not for those who do not want to think through a particular aspect of life. This demands your attention, that means your energy. Human beings have plenty of energy. When they want to do something, they do it. This demands immense energy. That is, if we want to create a different society, a society which is essentially good in the context which you are using that word. Now, having stated that. What prevents us? You understand my question? What prevents every human being who is here from being utterly good? What is the barrier? What is the block? What why don't human beings you be utterly sanely good?
1: The final extract in this episode is from the second talk in OHI 1979, titled To be good, you must know yourself.
0: So how do we, each one of us, create or bring about a good society? Please, as we said, we are thinking together. We are investigating together. Though I have previously, the speaker has said, thought is very limited. Thought is fragmentary, broken up. But we must use thought, though it's limited, though it is, bro- it breaks things up, because thought is in itself partial. But. We must use thought, realising its limitation. We must exercise thought to find out, to to observe very clearly, with reason, logic, sanity, why we live the way we do. concerned with our own little problems, with our own sexual desires, with our own psychological conflicts and all the rest of it. So we said, goodness is not an abstraction, not an idea, not a something ideal, actuality, to be good. Because it's only when individuals or groups of individuals, human beings, are good in the deep sense of that word, then there is a possibility of bringing about a different society. We were saying all this yesterday. And we came to the point that to have this sense of goodness, which we carefully explain what that word means, which is, to have great sense of responsibility to have certain care affection love all that's implied in that word and Realizing that the significance, the full depth of that word, goodness, which is not the opposite of that which is evil. We explained that carefully. And we said, Is it possible for a human being to bring about this? goodness in himself, because he creates the society. The society which we have is created by each one of us. We have contributed to that by our greed, by our angers, by our hatreds, by our various forms of pleasure, ambition and so on. We have created this monstrous society. And unless we understand ourselves, what we are, and bring about a change in what we are, there can never be a good society. So we said, to understand oneself is important. The ancient Hindus and the Greeks and others have said, know yourself, please, we are thinking together, we are investigating together, don't listen to the talk and go away. You are working as hard as the speaker. We are investigating, exploring, thinking, feeling together into this problem. Because any thoughtful man who is serious must find out for himself a way of living surrounded by chaos, surrounded by disorder, immorality, to live a life that is essentially good, And to find that out, we said, we must know yourself. Know yourself, not according to some philosopher, to some leader, to some analyst, to some guru, because they are only Inform you what they think you are, including the Freudians, the Jungians, and all the rest of them. If you discard all those, one must, if you want to discover what you are, and to bring about a change in what you are, you must investigate your own consciousness, your own mind, your own reactions, your way of life.